Hello, and welcome to the first spontaneous iteration of Unapologetically Me. I'm Michael Mayers, and I just got back from watching Black Panther. That really is the stimulus for me even coming on here and feeling like I need to share my thoughts. First of all, I want to talk about how inspiring it was to see younger black children in front of me on the edge of their seats still with the naivete and blissful ignorance of the climate that we live in and how they just look up at this movie and they just see this star in this film for a superhero movie put together by Marvel Studios where they can finally see themselves in a superhero. And that warmed my heart. That really did. Um, I loved seeing the all-black cast where the antagonists and the protagonists were all black. I thought to myself, what I'm seeing here is the is a first in history. A superhero movie where it takes place takes place in a black setting in Africa with black people. And I I can't I can't help but feel overwhelmed that The culture has pushed it this far. And yet at the same time, the sobering moment is we have so far to go still. Um, I was on Twitter and I saw some, some stuff that just made me take a second and say, what are we talking about here? Do we even realize what we're talking about here? The first of which, I saw a comment saying, <laughs> where are the light skins? Um, that's the lineage of mixed race, which this is an isolated tribe of people in a country that it does not share its inner workings with the outside world. So therefore, how are people going to get lighter? Just a small little thing that we overlook and we don't really put two and two together. Another thing I saw on Twitter is I saw people that were white saying white people, this is for them, i.e. black people. Don't go and ruin the experience for them. I, I said, what? What are, what are we talking about here? <laughs> like, are we serious right now? Um, and then the last... The last, one of the last comments I saw too that I can't help but talk about is <laughs> I saw I saw, you know, whatever. You might see some memes or you might see some posts on Instagram or Twitter or whatever and people saying, oh, when you see that one white person in Black Panther that doesn't make any sense to me either. In fact it gets me quite upset. You see we can't be drawing the line in the sand deeper. And it might be a harmless joke, I get it. But 
not everyone receives jokes that fall along these lines where you're, we're talking about identifying people by the skin color. Not everyone takes those things lightly or as a joke. So as harmless as the intention may be, the interpretation, the semiotics of it are a completely different story. You see, if we change the, that phrasation of those words and say, oh, look, a black person in enter predominantly white film here, all of a sudden it's all of a sudden it's racist, overtly, and we get up in arms about it. But the second we switch it around, it somehow gets a pass. And I can't help but think to myself, we have to hold each other accountable to this and hold each other to the same up to the same standard. I I can't help but look at the hypocrisy in mistreating the people who mistreated you, oppressing your oppressors, and this lust for it that a small segment of our African-American demographic strives for. Why, why turn around and, and, and take up arms against these people if true compassion is indicated by saying, hey, look, despite what you've done, let's respond with unconditional love. That's, that's power. That's strength. That's being a human being. That's embracing the good inside of us all. Patience will win out over all of this stuff. The most poignant people that ever had any strides for black culture are people who had a message of love, hope, faith, peace, and freedom. Not hate, not words that inspire increase the likelihood of the feeling of white guilt. You see, usually those dispositions hearken from somebody who, and it doesn't matter what side of the ledger you're on, when you have any kind of ignorant statements or anything of that ilk, it's usually because of people that haven't been exposed to things outside of their echo chamber. And that lack of exposure and what they've been taught to be true, that they haven't verified to be true, result in biases and a lack of understanding, a lack of empathy. And in turn, that lack of empathy comes off as a lack of support regardless of if it's a truth or not. And that, to me, is the biggest key in having a constructive dialogue in order for humanity to move forward, is we need to employ support, empathy, and then hit people with our truth. Because otherwise, people get defensive. And rightfully so. Because you have not articulated that you come in peace and you come from a spot of understanding. See, for me, I believe everyone has a story to tell, regardless of what race, creed, dialect, 
tribe, color their skin is, if they're left, if they're right, or somewhere in between. Everyone's got a story to tell. Everyone's experienced things in this life. And the only way for us to be able to truly display any support, to truly display that we can be empathetical, is for us to engage in a way that says, hey, look, I'm not coming to attack you aggressively. I think there's room for us to grow as humanity in terms of the type of dialogue that we engage in. For example, rather than LeBron James calling Trump a bum, regardless of if that's him just speaking his truth and feeling like he's the voice for the voiceless, which he is, as the world's pretty much at least North America's most influential athlete. Rather than pointing and calling names, whether we agree or not, subjectively, objectively, if you're on the other side of the ledger, that's not somebody who's displaying support and empathy and trying to, and I'm not saying that he, he like, not saying that we should be sympathizing. There's a difference between sympathy and empathy. Empathy is how can I try to imagine how it feels to walk a day in your shoes, to understand your nurture, and the only way we can do that is establish trust. And the only way we can do that is by displaying that we're there to support people. Support, empathy, truth. S-E-T principles. See, I, I employ it every day. I learned, I, learned this, I learned this about two and a half years ago. I employ it every day throughout every conflict. And anytime anybody asks me for advice, I go through that sta those stages step by step with them. See, the first thing we need to do before we think about what we think is discover what they think. Because that way we can more adroitly and tactfully be able to directly address what it is where we have a divide. If I come out and I'm spewing a whole bunch of truth, no matter how much it resonates with the people that ascribe to what I'm saying, you will push more people away than you will draw towards you who don't think like you, who aren't in your echo chamber if you don't show support and empathy. We look at some of the... I, I remember distinctly, there was a white... like, like it, it was a white rally, and I believe there were Trump supporters, and there were a few protesters there that were black. And rather than yell and spit and 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 treat these people like they're lesser than human beings they let them come up on stage and 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 speak their message and i'll never forget that moment because all i saw were people with a with a different view of viewpoint say hey look if you're willing to articulate how you feel and what you're thinking maybe we can better come to a resolution see there's always going to be people who no matter how well you come and you address the the support and the empathy, the truth, and all of that, you can put it together perfectly in a, in, in a nice book, uh, package it together beautifully and eloquently. But there's some people who are lost causes that they will never be able to remove themselves from that disposition, and that's okay. But what you want to do to maximize your outreach is be able to make people say, hey, look, this guy's not just coming in white shaming or white hating or 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 attacking black culture and just throwing laudables around like labeling people because 
I don't understand why we label people. When you call somebody a name, you're putting them in a box. And the most complex thing we know in this universe is actually our own mind, our own human brains, and the way that we think. But one thing we do know is if we display unconditional love, agape love, as the Greeks would call it, we, we, we come to a greater means of drawing in others who don't think like us. And those are the ears that we need the most. Not the people who already think like us or agree with us. Because that's just an echo chamber and you're, all you're going to do is make the divide stronger. When people go on those rants online on social media and they're articulating their thoughts, all you're seeing are really people who have a, a, like the opposite view who want to yell and kick and scream as opposed to have constructive dialogue. And, again, without being able to understand the power of our words and how, and not just what we say, but how we say it comes across, it will resonate differently with different people. I believe, I believe there's a quote that really resonates and, and, and directly correlates with the entirety of my diatribe. It's that progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. I'll say it one more time. Progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. We need to be able to remove our biases and remove our own subjectivity sometimes. Sometimes. It's okay to live your life you cannot ever completely remove yourself from your bias at all times, but it's important to display patience, understanding, and gratitude that someone's taking the time to really articulate how they feel, especially if they're willing to listen back and come to a truer, fuller conclusion where, we're our, where we are all better off in the long run. That's pretty much my 15 minute rant on this. Once again, this is Unapologetically Me with Michael Mayers. And I guess I'll check you guys next time. It's been a great 15 minutes. Hope you guys learned a little bit. And uh, have a wonderful day. Love you all.